Welcome to the Marketing Millennials, the No BS Marketing Podcast. I'm Daniel Murray, and join me for unfiltered conversations with the brains behind marketing's coolest companies. The one request I tell our guests, stories or it didn't happen. Get ready to turn the f*** up. Welcome to a new type of episode on the Marketing Millennials feed. We will be giving our take on the latest trends, news, updates, and more in the world of marketing. By we, I mean my favorite Gen Z marketer, Hayden, and myself. Hayden, say what's up to the TMM audience and introduce yourself. Don't be shy. What's up, TMM? I'm Aiden. I create content that's viewed by 150 million people each year, driving seven figures in revenue. But my parents still think I'm unemployed, but I'm happy to be here. We love a little Gen Z opinion and insight on this podcast. And myself, Daniel Murray over here, also known as Shrek's Dell Cousin, as said by someone who reviewed my podcast, a whopping one star this month. Still got the one star, there. Still got a star. Thanks for the compliment because I would love to be Shrek for Halloween. So that inspired me for this year. Thank you. And I hope you enjoy this episode. And now for the topics of the day. The first topic we're going to discuss is Snoop Dogg joining LinkedIn. He calls it the greatest personal branding machine in the world. Why would someone like Snoop Dogg join LinkedIn? I'd like to get your thoughts first, Aiden, and then we'll go into what I think about this. One of the things that stands out for me just as far as LinkedIn is the audience is already segmented. And that's what makes a difference from like a TikTok. Snoop Dogg can get millions of views on TikTok, but half of them are 13-year-old Fortnite gods. Versus LinkedIn, he gets 100K views. I think his his post he announced got 5,000 likes. I'm sure 4,000 of the 5,000 were all business professionals, investors, because he's really trying to diversify his brand. And I think it's a genius move. Yeah, one thing about LinkedIn and personal branding that I always say to people is your personal brand goes beyond your career. It's who you are forever. It's your reputation. So Snoop talks thinking about the big picture. And even in the quote in the article, uh, if you go to his profile type in Snoop Dogg, you'll see he wrote an article about this. But he also says that I used to be focused on being the dopest rapper. And then once I became what I was, I wanted to be different. I wanted to become a businessman in the game. I wanted to learn how to master the business like I mastered rap. So he's thinking about the long game here. And what's better to be on LinkedIn than be in front of investors, potential sponsors, potential business people, potential people who can help him get to the business part of his career. He's already mastered building a reputation in rap, building a reputation as actor. But now he's starting to master the next part of his journey. And for people who are on LinkedIn right now or who are not on LinkedIn right now, you are missing out of building your reputation at scale on one of the greatest channels out there. For me and Aiden, we both started our journey. Aiden, you could tell your little story about how you 
that's how I found Aiden on LinkedIn yeah. to join the market millennials. But it's one of the greatest platforms out there. And if you're not on there, you're totally missing out. I think there's a lesson too of like the ability to pivot and just as marketers in general, I know this isn't specific to marketing, but seeing Snoop Dogg transition in his career and now attacking a platform like LinkedIn shows that if you want to stay relevant, you need to pivot. And then also on top of like the investors and the partnerships, just events. LinkedIn is huge with events and conferences. So I think I've seen a couple of videos of him speaking at conferences and I don't think there's a better platform than LinkedIn to really get those spots as like a thought leader in physical live events. And I think that's probably where he's trying to go to, towards also. That makes a good point too. How artists have evolved over time. If you think about artists in the, in the past, you used to just do concerts and make a record. And then when MTV came People were like, why would I make a, a music video? But the people who's, who were first to join that got in front of a new audience, got in front of more people with their music. And then streaming started happening and people were like, why would I stream my music? I want people to buy my music. But the people who took advantage of streaming got ahead of it. Now on the phase of TikTok, why would I be on TikTok? I have streaming, I have music videos, blah, blah, blah. But now that rappers are being on TikTok. Snoop Dogg's trying a new thing where he's on LinkedIn and a platform that has high organic reach, but always trying new platforms and always trying to get in front of a new audience. It's such a great marketing strategy for you as a, a brand. So always staying relevant is so important. I also have one more point too. Um, this is from Tim Ferriss about, and I think there's direct applications to marketing. And it's the idea of studying the habits of the successful and wealthy in order to predict what the masses will be doing in three to five years. So Snoop Dogg, very successful. And you're seeing him try out LinkedIn, right? And it's kind of like LinkedIn is the platform right now that the masses are like, oh, it's kind of cringy. It's not worthwhile. But if you're seeing people like Snoop Dogg, who is wealthy and successful, maybe that'll lend some insight into what the masses will be doing in three to five years. And that could be posted on LinkedIn. And he is actually more of a middle adopter of this there's some successful people that have been on there for a long while um like yourself but i'm just talking about like ryan reynolds gary v like oprah winfrey all these big names sarah blakely all these big names that came early to linkedin have bought a built a massive presence on there um but i want to go into topic number two pr firm densu forecasts out of home ad spend to increase by 7%. What do you think about this? Surprising, not surprising? Why do they predict that? Why do you think that's happening? When I first saw the headline, I was like, that's surprising to me. But then the more I thought about it, it, it kind of makes sense a little bit. Just with now people going back into the office and et cetera. Um, but also as a Gen Z, or one thing I've noticed with out-of-home ads is that there's an avenue to go viral on social media through using an out-of-home ad. So remember the fi wildfires in Canada, it was all the smoke in New York like two, three months ago. I think there was a movie, a scary movie or a video game that was releasing and they had a bunch of out-of-home ads 
and it played into this the smoky red fiery scene of New York and it really elevated the impact the out of home ad and then that people took photos of it and it went viral on socials and it honestly probably had more reach on socials than it did in person being in Times Square and that's the the amazing part of digital advertising because the billboard said welcome to hell was promoting a, a video game Basically, there was smoke everywhere, but they were able to buy a billboard at the right time at the right place. So people underestimate digital billboards for this because there are ways to do this very cheaply where you could build, get a billboard for an hour or get a billboard for a day or not just the old school way of buying a billboard on the street. But on another topic of billboards too, now that... Things have opened up more with COVID starting to fizzle out a little bit. People are now commuting places. People are now traveling. People are now doing hobbies. They're more out of home than they've ever been because they craved that for such a long time. And the best thing about it in marketing is to be places where your your audience is, not where your audience was. And also, it's an underestimated place because I, when I see 7%, I was, I looked at myself as actually, this is an opportunity for brands because going places where people are not going are one of the best marketing strategies out there is, and trying things out. Like Aiden said, opportunities to go viral, the opportunities to be where your audience, where your audience is going and your, your competitors is not there being able to stay top of mind because there's studies out there that it takes eight to 12 touches to even get someone to remember or want to buy your product. So you need to be in different parts, not just on social media, not just on TV. Out of home is a great place to be there. So I think, I think ad spend will continue to increase, especially as digital billboards start becoming more and more prevalent. And then also 3D billboards, like you, you've seen Aiden brought this up to me before, but there was a Nike billboard that had a great 3D. So if you could do something creative and just interesting out there, it'll be a great way to separate yourself from the competition. But the keyword is don't be boring, be creative, be out there with your, your advertising, take a risk, and it could pay off really well for you. Definitely. Last topic I want to talk about with you, Aiden, is... Um, there was a study done by Oracle that shows 90% of funny ads are remembered. But the surprising part about this is 90% of them are remembered, but 20% of marketers only use humor in their campaigns. Shocking. Was this a surprising stat for you to think about? And why do you think people aren't using humor in the ads? Or why? Sh better question, why should people you'd be using humor in ads and campaigns? Yeah, I, I think the first part wasn't shocking about 90% of funny ads are remembered, but the, the fact that only 20% of marketers have used or use humor in their campaigns is shocking to me. I don't think there's a coincidence that on the biggest stage for marketers every year, the Super Bowl, that's that's a marketer's Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is marketer's Super Bowl. It's the biggest marketing event ever. And you see... Time and time again, the biggest brands use their funniest commercials, their funniest content during that time period because of how effective it is with 
relating to your customers and really increasing brand retention just because, I mean, like some of my favorite ads of all time and the most memorable ones are the the funniest ones. Um, so I, I thought it's a cool, cool headline, but also shocking that only 20% of business leaders use humor in their campaigns. One of the best ways in marketing to do things is is get someone to feel some sort of emotion. If you get someone to laugh, that's one of the greatest emotions that someone could feel out there is thinking something is funny. And what is funny is shared. Think about the the memes you see, the the posts you see on IG. Every what is funny is what is shared out there. What is relevant is what is shared. So if you can send relevancy and humor into your ads and funniness, it can go a long way. But also note that this is not for everybody because if you can't do this correctly or it doesn't fit your brand vibe or your brand values or your brand your brand mission, you don't have to be funny. We're just giving you insight that I think is an opportunity to be more funny out there and take more risks in your ads and take more things so we try to do this at tmm be more funny and relevant and honestly tmm has grown through humor because like i said before humor is shared aiden has grown on linkedin because he shares funny things and people relate to funny people want to be friends with people who are funny people like people who are funny and people buy from people who they like and trust so it's a missing opportunity for most but it's all these things are showing there's opportunities like personal brand on LinkedIn, out of home, being more funny on ads. You got anything else to say about this? The part where you're saying is super true about this isn't for everyone. So if I guess if you're a brand who maybe doesn't want to take the leap of like investing a ton of effort, time, money, resources into building a funny ad or a campaign, this study also shows that 69% of people would open an email if the subject line were funnier, yet only 24% of marketers say they use humor in their marketing campaigns. So even something as simple as a subject line, maybe if you could switch it up, add a little more humor, there is Oracle showing that there is an impact on open rates, which is huge and less of a uh, big step, I guess, as a brand and less risky just to switch up the subject lines. And you could test it at a small scale. That's the beauty of social ads for this time. You could spend a small amount to see what hits and what doesn't hit with the audience. And also, it's a great way to test your target audience. But the biggest thing I also say is, really, I know this is as simple as marketing trick, but know your audience. Know how what your customer speaks, how your customer speaks in their day-to-day. Because if humor doesn't hit, it can, can come off as cringe. So... If you're talking to Gen Z, know their language. If you're talking to millennials, know their language. If you're talking to marketers, know your language. Know their language. If you're talking to HR professional, know their language. Just know your audience language. Study it. You could study on social. You could study on reviews. You could go in person, talk to them. You could spend some time hanging around people in your target audience, but know it before you try humor in your marketing. Hundred percent. Well, that's a wrap for today. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm with my favorite Gen Z creator, Aiden. And this has been fun. I hope you all like it. And if you like it more, we could do more episodes like this in the future. But we wanted to bring you some some news from 
out there in the the world of marketing. Well, thank you so much for joining and I appreciate you all. Peace. Thanks so much for listening. Tune in next week to hear more great insights from marketing's coolest operators. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing to the Marketing Millennials podcast and giving it a five-star rating. It helps bring more marketers into our community.